Hello and welcome to the Way Family Podcast. My name is Zach and this is my wife Hannah. You guys probably already know that. Hey. I don't think we have any new listeners, but... You never know. You never know. This would be a weird episode to start on. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, um, we're... Let's do two truths and a lie. Ugh, I'm bad at this. Try to pick one that I wouldn't know. Oh, you oh go gosh, first. That's so hard because I... I know, there's nothing. I ate three cucumbers today. No, that's so I boring. I ate 12 jelly beans today. That's that's the worst. I didn't eat any cucumbers. That was the lie. <laughs> Where'd you get 12 jelly beans from? Oh, no, not jelly beans. Gummy bears. So I guess they're both lies because I ate 12 gummy bears. I ate way more than 12 gummy bears. All actually. right. Well, instead of um, doing two truths and a lie, how about we do this? Right now, I have a problem with something that is on our counter. Can you guess what it is? Um, everything? Well, yeah, but <laughs> something specific. It's been there for a couple of days. Is it the cutting board? No. Um, I don't know. Hon. It's a bag. It's open. Oh, you were eating those. It's mainly... Oh, is it the gummy bears? Orange and green and yellow and orange. I don't know. The trolley gummy worms. I have, I was not even, ha- those are yours. I know, but here's the thing. I had a bad day one day. I think it was Monday. No, it was, I'm very confused about Tuesday. what this question was. <laughs> Let me just tell a story. Okay. On Tuesday. I had a bad day, and I came home at lunch, and I grabbed this bag of gummy worms that was sitting on top of the fridge. And I was like, yes, I'm going to have some gummy worms when I get back to work. I was very excited. And the bag was open, but I don't remember opening it. And I opened it, and do you know what I found? All the pink and blue ones are gone. Yes. That is, yes, yours truly. <laughs> That is so terrible. <laughs> I just don't have time in life to eat flavors that I don't like. And so <laughs> you ate one third of the bag, which is like, I think there's like seven servings in the bag. <sighs> you ate one third of it. And then candy l- servings are not real. Left all of the crap flavors. Okay. Red and yellow is not that bad. Green and orange. It's cherry no. and lemon. And then like orange and lemon or like lime and lemon. Orange and lime. It literally the worst flavors. <laughs> then why do you buy a whole bag of them? I don't think I bought that. When I buy gummy worms, I buy the very berry, which is yeah. only the good flavors. Those are the best. I mean, because if you buy a normal bag of jelly beans, you're basically wasting two thirds of it mm-hmm. of jelly of gummy worms and gummy bears too i'm not gonna eat the orange the white or the yellow i only eat red and green because green is strawberry the classic gummy bears if you didn't know green is strawberry and it's so good well in order to get to a zero waste household we're going to need to only buy trolley very berries from now on yeah i wish you could buy only red and green gummy bears in bulk. I'm sure on Amazon you can buy just one color 
Okay. Gummy bears. I'm going to look into that. You probably have to buy like 10 pounds at a time. Gummy bears are my weakness. Make sure it's them. not the sugar-free ones because Ugh. those will give you diarrhea. And diabetes. Well, they all will. Yeah, probably. Wait, but why would the sugar-free ones give you diabetes? I don't know. That's just what I thought you were about to say. <laughs> Be careful for those. Yeah, that does make sense. All right. Well, uh, now that we have that out of the way, <laughs> I'm very glad that I confessed that to you. I was very frustrated at you <laughs> almost all day Tuesday. <laughs> you just left the bag sitting out? Yeah, I would hope that you'd notice and feel guilty. I don't, oh, I, I didn't was, feel guilty at all. I still don't. <laughs> I was hoping that you would look, you would rifle through there looking for any I, I pink did. and blue ones. <laughs> I did. And then been like, oh man, <laughs> we'll just take that and that it's like 10 times <laughs> less than what I felt. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, this is fun. Uh, okay. So it's been like a month since we did the last podcast because we said that we were going to and then we didn't and then we had a break and we were in Nashville. Let's just catch everyone up real quick. We went to Nashville. Mm -hmm. I had a business conference. It was for scaling, marketing, hiring, firing, business growth and development and strategy. So it was like, it was a good conference. It was a lot of content. The workbook for the conference was over 130 pages. And there was a lot of speakers. There was a lot of content. And my brain is still recovering from all of that. And there is a lot of fun stuff. A lot of fun stuff. So I got Hannah a spouse pass so she could come with me. Well, first of all, we had people, my parents were watching our kids. So we got to have a trip with our our children. And we haven't done anything like that since before we had children. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like a big trip like this. We've had like smaller trips, but. Yeah, so we, I got Hannah a flight. Um, The business paid for me to fly out there and then. Um, I had a hotel at the place where the conference was, and so everything worked out really nice, and Hannah got to come to some of the seminars, which, what did you think? I liked it. Yeah? It was good. They had really good food, too. Really good food. It was not like a normal conference. Like, the conference, the last conference that I went to, it was just like, mm, it was like hotel food, and it was just like, Meeting after meeting after meeting. And this one was small. It was small. Small. Yeah. There was only 500 people. I think you said like 350. Oh, okay. And the food, like, I know we keep talking about the food, but it was like catered. It was just really good. And it wasn't like heavy food that just sits in your stomach and makes you feel gross the rest of the day. Like it was like good salads and like roasted veggies and they always had a soup at the lunches and it was just like really good food i was so impressed and they had really good snacks and really good snacks they had like these little mini churros and like a bunch of fruit and veggies and i don't know yeah (laughs) that was like one of my favorite parts was the food (laughs) (laughs) but we uh i got to meet donald miller which was really cool and hannah came to his seminar on story brand, which is a marketing, um, and that's something that I'm implementing. But um, we also got to do a lot of fun things at night, and we had a million recommendations on places that people told us to go to. 
And we also got to meet a lot of the people who work there. Um, I do e-coaching with them on Fridays, every Friday. And so it was nice to get to meet some of them in person and just talk. And they were so nice. And I got to meet some of my friends that mm-hmm. I've never met before, which is a strange thing to say, but that's this is the world we live in now. So Yeah, I got to meet some of my friends that I've never met before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true, but we've been friends for like a year and a half now and finally got to meet. It was really, really fun. And I had so much coffee, so much food, so much drinks. Like it was just a week of like really good stuff. Yeah. Eating and drinking so <laughs> and much. friends. I gained 2.4 pounds. Stop. Stop. And um, oh, I we also gained a tattoo. <laughs> each of us. Yeah, we got a tattoo. Tattoos. Um, Yeah, and so it was a fun trip. Hannah and I, like Hannah said, had not had any sort of trip like this before, and so it was a treat, and it was nice. And while we were there, um, we just got to hang out. No kids. Sans kids. Mm-hmm. Why does sans mean no? It's some kind of like Latin or something. Hmm. It was nice, though. It was fun. I got to do, like, I don't know. I got to spend some time by myself, and it was really nice. And I like being by myself. You do? Yeah. This is something new that you realized. Yeah. I Well, I always, like, lately I really need to be alone to, like, recharge. But, um, I don't know. It was nice. I was, like, exploring and, like, going to, like, some restaurants and some coffee shops by myself. Well, it was just, like, one day of that. But it was, I don't know, it was really fun and I don't know. I after we got back, I was like, it was just like a week of not really any responsibilities. I mean, for me, and just getting to like explore a new city and eat food and hang out with friends, and it was just, I don't know, just really fun. So it was good, and we missed our kids a lot. And now we're back to regular life. We've been home for like two weeks now. Do you think that it gave you time to process? Our miscarriage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a a little bit more than before, I would say, because I didn't have to be taking care of any kids and I didn't really have to be doing any work or anything like that. So that was nice. Nice. Yeah, it was, I think, uh, the opportune moment for us to take a trip together. Yeah. And... Just have like some time, even like reading on the plane or just listen, just listening to music, just listening to three songs without being interrupted <laughs> was like so, so nice. Yeah. And obviously we missed our kids, um, but yeah, we did. We needed, we needed that. Mm-hmm. We did. But like, we were really glad to be away from them. <laughs> Like, love them to death, but, you know, it's nice to to go away for a little bit. So, how long has it been since we found out that we had a miscarriage? Why are you asking me, like, you don't know? You no, don't... November? You're, like, interviewing me. No. no. September 14th. Well, that's the one we found out, but... September I mean, 14th. it happened before that. Like, a week before, so... Well, yeah. Around that, yeah. So... Oh, it's been about, a, it's been over a month mm-hmm. now. 
And how do you feel? <laughs> I guess I don't know what question to to ask. Well, I don't do know. Do you feel different? Do you feel is there do you feel closure? No. I don't really. Um, I don't know. I don't I most of the time I feel like perfectly fine and then just like sometimes there's like certain things that just make me feel really sad and I've noticed that a lot of that is has happened because of social media like it's like certain people's pregnancy updates that I never would have seen if I wasn't even looking at Instagram or you know like different things like that um it's just hard I don't know I have like three well two really good friends and then another person in like my friend group that have due dates really, really close to what mine would have been. And that's hard because I know that like, I don't know. It's just like a constant reminder of like, okay, this is how far along you would be, but you're not, you know, which I'm obviously really happy for them. And I actually really am happy for them. It's just, it's just hard. Yeah. And I feel like it's just going to be harder. I mean, it'll probably be like waves, I guess. Like, especially when their babies get here, you know, and I don't know. But I actually have had some really good conversations with some of my friends that have also had miscarriages. And they, I don't know, they're really helping me process it. And like (laughs) me asking, like, is it, is this normal? And they're like, yes. (laughs) That's just, I don't know. That helps a lot too. So mostly like good, sometimes bad. Mm-hmm. Yep. How about you? Um, I don't know. I didn't get uh, a lot of time to process when we were on that uh, conference, but there's been some things that I've been reading and there's been some things that you've been reading too, but I don't think like there's a lot of books that are written about miscarriages. I don't think so. Well, well, you've had a lot recommended to you. I've had like, yeah, maybe like five. I feel like that's not a lot for how common it is. Right. It's a very specific type of grief. It's not like losing a a brother or sister. You know, it's not like, I don't know, it's different from losing like a, a kid who's already here. You know, it's a lot different. Like it, it still hurts really bad, but it's not as valid, I guess. Or at least it seems like it's not like the pain isn't as valid as someone who loses a child that's here on earth. So I don't know. Hmm. The reason why I asked is because I don't, like, think that there are as many resources for guys as there are for girls. No, definitely not. And even though I don't think that girls talk about it very much, um, guys definitely talk about it way less. There, I... I really, something that really stood out to me a long time ago, we were listening to the Bad Christian Podcast, and 
one of them, we were like on a road trip. Like I remember exactly where we were. We were driving to my parents' house. And one of them said that like his wife just had a miscarriage and they were like all talking about it. And he basically said like, it's not like, obviously she's in a lot of pain and she's having a hard time with it. And I feel like, like it's not a huge deal to me and I feel bad about that. And so like, ever since I heard that, I was like, okay, so it doesn't matter to the guy when the girl has a miscarriage. Like I just, that was just kind of like a thing in my head. Yeah. No, I'm just let me finish. So that was like kind of just like a thought in my head. So that's why I'm glad that we have like talked about it together because that's not like, that's just for him, you know, like that doesn't mean that's how it, it is across the board for all guys whose wives or girlfriends have miscarriages. And I kind of just like thought that, generalization was like it so i kind of felt really alone when it first happened i was like well he's it's not gonna affect him much so i'm like in this alone and i haven't found that to be true so i just wanted to say that like i feel like it's a common thing where it's like oh it doesn't matter to guys but it does yeah i mean to some i guess well, it matters to me, and I know sometimes you think that I am robotic and not emotional, but I just process emotions differently. I don't think you're robotic. You always say that. I don't think that. I think you really, really I'm do. telling you that I don't, and I tell you that often, and you still think that. I I don't think that. I, I used to think that, and I don't now. I know that it's just you process things differently than me. Hmm. Well, I don't really know how I'm still, how I'm processing. I don't know if it's like set in all the way. And that's the thing that I don't like is that there doesn't seem to be any like finality to it. Like there's no like. There's no ending really. There's no closure, you know. Yeah. And and even the, the only closure that I could imagine is that you just forget about it. Which doesn't really seem that great no you know well that's kind of what i've heard from a lot of people they've said that it doesn't really ever go away like you don't ever really get over it fully you know it just it gets like the sadness and like the grief gets weaker almost like it's not as like in your face as it first is but it's kind of always there so that's kind of like really validating for me because I felt at first I was like should am I allowed to be this sad about this like we only knew for like not even a month and we weren't even like prepared and it was like such a surprise to even be pregnant in the first place and so am I allowed to even be this sad and then I felt like I was too sad and then there were some days when I felt like I was fine and I was like I should be sad about this I should still be sad (laughs) so it was like a lot of like weirdness with that and then I don't know a lot of people were just saying like it's gonna be all over the place for a while and it's not ever gonna really fully go away and I was kind of like okay well this is just like I'm gonna learn how to live with this I guess and that was kind of comforting in a way which is weird but yeah I think that that's the difference between you and me one one of the one billion differences between (laughs) you and me is that you feel like you should 
you think that you should feel a certain way. And I just don't know how I feel. Well, I didn't really know how I felt either. That's why I was like, should I feel sadder? Am I too sad? Like, I didn't, I just didn't know. I didn't know. But you're the one who always says that emotions are valid, which I, a lot of people say that, and I understand what they mean by that, but, like, who is saying that emotions are not valid? Like, what is that in response to? Myself. Feeling forever like I was way too emotional for anyone's good. I felt like it was like all my emotions and everything that I was feeling was just like too much for everybody. And I was like weak because I had emotions like that. Well, they're your emotions. Like, I know. So why, <laughs> why should someone else tell you? I, I guess I just, I just don't understand that. Like if you have emotions, they're, they might not be right or they might not be good, but they are still your emotions and you still feel that way. The thing is that w- when I feel something, there's no like questioning like, oh, is this feeling valid? Oh, is this emotion valid? It's like, no, this is how I feel I, at this. That's not, I mean, that's how it is for me too. Really? Yeah. All the time? Now it is. I'm in a lot more of a healthy place with my emotions than I was before. Hmm. I ha- I have the thing. The thing happens and I allow myself to have the emotions and process what I need to process. And then I like let it go. What does processing look like for you? Um, Mainly just really thinking about... Okay, why am I feeling this way? What made me feel this way? Like, I don't know, just like sitting with it and like figuring out what it was that made me feel like that, I guess. I don't know. It's different depending on the emotion, but. Do you think that there's a purpose to grief? I don't know. Me neither. I never understood the grieving process. Um, I remember, I think I talked about this in the last episode, maybe not. I've had a lot of conversations with friends, and it's hard for me to piece together what I talked about with you and what I talked about on the podcast, but I'll just say it again. Um, when my my grandpa was really sick and it came on really sudden and he was going back from doctor to doctor and then one day he um had to go down to a specialty hospital and he was admitted and they called the family and said he doesn't have very much time and everyone came down and um I remember the drive down and I was just kind of in a haze like this can't be this can't be happening right now because he wasn't like old old mm-hmm. you know and he was like strong and healthy and now he's like on oxygen and like frail and weak and 
Um, and so we spent, uh, we spent a few days there and he wasn't getting worse. And, um, so he was like stable and so no one really knew like how long do you like, do we stay here? Like, do we come back? Do we like carry on with like where, how does this work? How do, mm-hmm. And, um, I had to go pick someone up, um, and do some things at work. And so I drove to work and then drove back and, um, like I wasn't even gone for that long. And we went, it was when we had our engagement photos taken. Yeah. Oh yeah. We had our engagement photos taken and then I, I drove back and I got back like, um, super early in the morning, like six o'clock and I went straight to the hospital and, and I had my guest badge already and I went to the counter and I was like, I'm here to see my grandpa. He's in room, um, I forgot which room. I think you just said like the name, like I'm here. Yeah. And they're like, I can't find him. And in that, like the second that she said that I knew. And my heart just like sunk. And I was like, well, can you just look it up in the system? And she like got on the phone and then told me that. Um, he had passed away earlier that morning and I like had missed it by like a few hours and no one else in the family knew it besides my grandma and my dad. And so I was just like standing there in the hospital and I was like, okay, well, I guess that he's gone and Maybe I did do that. I was like, what should I feel right now? And I don't know. But with that, like. Well, you came. Remember you called me? Because I had just dropped you off because I had to go down to San Diego. I had to work that night. And I just dropped you off. And I went in because I was going to say bye to everybody. And then that happened. And I didn't make the connection. So I didn't know. And then you're like, okay, well, you got to go, so go. And then you later, we found out, and I was still in the parking garage, and you called me, and you came, and when you called me, I, like, knew. And then you came, and you were just hugging me, and you were crying. I don't remember that, but... And then you went to the beach. Yes. I do remember that. Mm -hmm. By yourself. Yeah, I think that I need time alone to process, but like I said, I don't really... Like, people say that there's, like, a grieving process, and I don't like that because I, a process has steps to it, and it's got, like, a, like, an end to it, and... And you need to accomplish something. Are you typing me right now? No, I'm not typing you. I'm saying, based on what I know of you, you like that feeling of accomplishment, of, like, finishing something. Yeah, I just don't know what the end of the grieving process is. There's no end. And it's different for everyone. That's why there's no steps, because it's not the same. Well, then it's not a process. It's just what you're grieving indefinitely. It, it's all a process, I guess. I don't know. 
I don't know. So that's why I said I don't really like or understand the grieving process. And that's kind of still where I am at. Because um, you can't finish it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't finish. I can't complete it. Like, you know, and then it, and then it's like, well, I haven't completed it, so I guess I'm still in it. So, here we are. Yeah. Here, here I am. I don't know. I just would like for things to be more concrete. Mm-hmm. And they're just not. Yeah. And there's, like, there's a part of me who's, that says, like, okay, this happened, and there's nothing that you can do about it, so you were sad, and now you have to move on, because there's other things in your life that require more attention, and you should just be present. But then there's another part of me who's like, no, it's not done yet, and you you like haven't really dealt with it all the way, so you still need to process some of it. And then I'm, it's like an internal battle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I get that. What do your your tattoos mean? Your tattoo? Um, I got a camellia and Japanese cherry blossoms, and then I got the date that we found out. About the miscarriage and the camellia means like when you give somebody a camellia, the classic flower meaning is my destiny is in your hands. And then the Japanese flower blossoms, I mean, cherry blossoms um, represent just life and um, it's fragile and beautiful and yeah. That's funny. Because I got... A um, memento mori tattoo. It is a tulip, a skull, and an hourglass. And the tulip represents the beauty and frailty of life. The hourglass represents the time that we have and how it is running out. And then the skull represents death. And it's inevitability. Is that a word? Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought that, like, getting a tattoo would be, like, some sort of the process, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that would be like, okay, we've done this, now we are done. <laughs> Did you think that at all? I don't know, kind of. It's like... When I think about it for some time, like how, okay, yes, this happened to us. We lost a baby and now life still goes on. Like we have to go on. We have two kids that need us and we have a lot of responsibilities and things that we need to do. And like everyone has moved on, like everyone has moved on and they, like they should, like it didn't happen to them, but like. It feels like my chest is constricting when I think about, like, how everything has just moved on and, like, like thinking that that baby will be forgotten. So, I don't know. 
I didn't really think everything was going to be done when we got a tattoo, but it was like just a a way to remember it, I guess. So. Yeah. I I kind of thought that like, okay, if I'm going to get a tattoo, like I want it to mean something and also represent and remind me of the fact that we had a miscarriage. And when I get it, then there's, because I'm tying that to it, then there's no way that I'm going to forget. And Mm -hmm. so then I felt like I could move on a little bit because I'm not going to forget. Yeah. Well, and we have to move on, you know, like we have to, life does go on. It has to. Just tricky. Yeah. Has it, how has it affected you with Forest and Fern? I get really sad when I'm like, when we have really good moments with them because I think about like how it could have been them. Like I could have lost them when I was pregnant with them and like how much I would have missed out on. And then I just think about that other baby and how we're never going to know it. God. So. We had to take a little cry break. Sorry, hon. I... I do the exact opposite. Because I don't want for that to happen to me. I didn't know that you thought that. Yep. I'm sorry. I... That sucks. It's not all the time. Just sometimes. I am. I know this this sounds cheesy, but I try my hardest to be more patient and gracious and generous and present with Forest and Fern because um, I think the more you experience loss, the more precious life becomes. And I think that the, I like, I'm not going to get the chance to make any memories. So I better capitalize on the memories that I can make with Forest and Fern. Yeah. I think that I've tried to make a lot more, I've been a lot more purposeful with trying to make memories with them and I know you have too yeah 
like we well we kind of started planning these dates with where Hannah takes Forrest and I stay with Fern and then Hannah takes Fern and I stay with Forrest or what whatever. You took Forrest to the trampoline place. Mm-hmm. Was that fun? Yeah, it was really fun. I almost peed my pants a couple of times <laughs> because of the jumping. <laughs> but yeah, it was really fun. You think that's a memory he's going to re- remember? I don't know. I always think that, like, is this something that they're going to remember someday? But who can know? He's got a great memory. Yeah, I remember stuff from when I was about his age. Like, just little, like, some things. Not a ton, but I don't know. It's like the pressure is on because now they start remembering things. (laughs) Or they could turn out like me. I have, like, no memory of my childhood unless... You tell me a story and show me a picture, and then I remember. I do remember, like, traumatic experiences, like falling out of a tree and landing on my face and breaking a tooth and cutting all the tendons in my hand with a machete on accident. And Oh, not on purpose. <laughs> some people say it's on purpose. Yikes. It's funny the stories that surround live in a small town, and so there's always rumors. just heard another rumor about myself. Oh, boy. That I um, camped out in my ex-girlfriend's backyard for a week trying to win her back. Oh. Yeah. But that didn't happen, so... I hope not. Also, I don't know who they're talking about. <laughs> Because I didn't really have a girlfriend. <laughs> I had a stalker. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I just kind of rheumatic, remember traumatic things from my childhood. But you remember everything. And Did Forrest you know that... Remembers everything. Emotional trauma can be, like, translated to your DNA. And it can be passed down to your kids. Yeah, they talk about it on the Bad Christian Podcast. I heard Matt's into that science stuff, but Matt is also the robotic one. I'm fascinated with that kind of stuff. It's interesting to me. It's more of a theory. It's that, um, well, I guess they did some studies, but... They did do some studies. It is, the theory is based on different tribes and tracing the DNA of those tribes and the outcomes of the generations um, who experienced something traumatic. But did you also know that most of the presidents had traumatic experiences in their childhood? Hmm. Like Theodore Roosevelt, he was... He had a sickness, and he was, like, super weak, and he 
his teacher said that he would never amount to anything, and he basically flunked out of school, and then he failed the test for the army, and then, sure enough, he, sorry, long story. That's interesting. I just have, like, a really bad headache, so I just want to wrap this up. All right, guys. Well, that's it for this week. We'll be back next week with a regular topic because because we need a regular topic. Yep. So give us a regular topic to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any recommendations? No. Well, yes. I don't recommend not drinking water for two days straight because then you get a really bad headache. I told you yesterday. I know. You kill your plants, you kill your brain. I know. My brain feels like it's dying right now. I need to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, right. We're not going to bed. I I am going to bed. My head hurts so bad. Just drink some more water. I, I am. We're going to watch water. The Colony. I recommend The Colony. Oh, yeah. It is pretty good. The Travelers is still like, I love The Travelers better, but this is a good one while we wait for The Travelers to come back. So we still don't have a TV, but we just don't have energy to like do stuff. I think that that's, we kind of started to fall into the pit. Um, But... We started watching Netflix, and we've been watching an episode every No, we started, night. when we started The Travelers, it was because we were doing laundry together on Thursday nights, and we wanted to watch something together. Oh, that's right. And we hadn't been watching anything. Like, we didn't even have any shows for, like, months before that. We and I like, I like watching something every night. I decided, I like watching one episode every night. I mean, today we watched some episodes today, this afternoon, when we didn't have to, but... I like it. It's an interesting story, and I like it, and I don't care. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just don't want to watch more than one episode, but I've got to watch an episode tonight. Like, I've it's got like to. It's, like, so hooking. Like, they just hook you in. They know how to. Yeah, The Travelers is better than The Colony. Yeah. So, check out The Travelers first. But th- with The Colony, I just want answers. Like, I just want answers. Like, what are the... like? Who are the aliens and what do they want? Like, what is their purpose? That's what I want. That's all I want to know. So I keep watching and I'm like hooked and there's like character development and blah, blah, blah. Sawyer from Lost is the main character. Yeah, it's pretty good. He's a really good actor and I really like him. Yeah, me too. Okay, well. I also recommend the Trolley Very Berry Gummy Worms and the new Gregory Allen Isakov, as Siri likes to say, album. What if that's really how he says his name and you're just making fun of him? Hey guys, um, my name is Gregory Allen Isakov. That is how Siri says it. She's like, all right, now I am playing some Gregory Allen Isakov. <laughs> <laughs> like she, Siri, calm down. He's not here. <laughs> okay, I have to go. So, Wait, do you have any other recommendations? I said no. Okay. I don't. Well, guys, um, we'll talk at you next week. Bye. Happy trails.